There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, now it's just like, hey, this is the podcast. Welcome to it. And that is the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. And uh, how you guys doing? Oh, good. My whole my whole thing is to uh, make it so confusing for everyone that they really think we're on drugs. That's my whole you life. Achieved that. Achieved I mean, as long life. as my work doesn't find out, we're fine. <laughs> oh, uh, Trip, give me the give me your number to your work and email, and I'll, I'll email this. I, I gotta go. There, there, there's a long distance call. I'm going through a tunnel. That was the yeah, last yeah. episode I was on. The guy kept calling people's work. <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, you don't understand. I have very high sources that say she turns herself into a 2D avatar and talks about 60 television shows. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, we're, we're back to talk an episode that was uh, quite something. Um, we'll find out if it continues Jacob's uh, uh, love of this poor season or not. Jacob? He's smoking. He's like, the smoke is coming out. So, it's like, I'm just so sad. I'm still waiting on them bad episodes. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. I think we found one. At least I found one. <laughs> you would. You nice. would have said that about the past couple, like not the last one, but the couple. Before no, that. but I, but I can stomach those episodes. This episode is a fucking disaster. I don't know oh, what's come going on. on. It's, a, it's not it's a that fucking bad. Disa- it's so bad. It's so boring. It's oh my god, girl hears things. Oh my god, teachers, fucking teacher from Wizard of Oz. Oh my god, Dorothy. <laughs> oh my god, lion. I was like, what the hell is going on? This episode I don't is think so this was bad. top 10 by any means, but I don't I'm here to make you 100. feel better, though, Nick. <laughs> Keep you entertained. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I know. Yay. Yay. I thought this episode was interesting. When we bring Raymond on, you know it's bad. You know it's real bad. No, hey, just, I was <laughs> here for the grave. The grave well, when, when Raymond comes on, it's 99% bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we haven't done 99 episodes though this is more like uh what is this your fourth or fifth uh third i was here for the grave four o'clock and now this oh just yeah. the three then like yeah. like 66 percent of the time you're right every time <laughs> there you go <laughs> or something raymond's got 99 <laughs> problems in this episode ain't one yeah. i'm only here because jacob promised me it was a captain power podcast but... <laughs> captain power in the the soldiers of the future? We could talk about it. I, sure I, have, it I have downloaded the entire series, Jacob. Oh, God. He disappeared. We'll <laughs> he, never see him I again. He lost going. to the Twilight Zone. You can use this to shoot at the screen at the beginning and the end of the episodes, and uh, you can play a game with the with the TV show. And if you, uh, if you get hit by the TV show, it'll eject your little person. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I learned about that. I learned about that TV show because someone uh, asked me to value their comics for them, and they had the only two issues of Captain Power. I love Captain Power. That was my shit when I was a kid. I used to watch it on my little thirteen-inch black and white TV I had in my room. That dates me. Just a little bit, Jacob. You're that. You're that uh, Key and Peele sketch. You oh, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
But anyways, so Captain Power was a uh, TV show about five kids who summoned a, a eco-friendly hero. And is that right? Are we talking about the same show? No, I think um, you're slightly off. Captain Power is a future where America, where the world has decided to fight wars with robots, and then the robots go rogue, and now sounds, we have to fight the like robots. A, that sounds like an eco uh, eco terrorist show. <laughs> To be fair, this week only on read the Twilight the Zone. <laughs> I told you, Trev. Uh, hey, what week are we talking about? The Fifth Dimension is always like this. And we are doing crazy stuff. We aren't. We aren't the Fifth Dimension Twilight Zone podcast. Oh, we are so crazy. I mean, Jacob Scott is got Jacob's playing with toys, and you know, you're falling into the dimension, and uh, yeah, Raymond's but, on, Raymond, and Trev's contemplating. Me a bear, yeah, Trev's comp- contemplating your life and how she. Ooh. Still on this podcast, Raymond. <laughs> yes. Does this mean anything to you, Reno Williams? Yeah, I yeah I've seen that. Love. Thank Reno you. Williams. These losers. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of. I have it no Jacob idea Robin. what Remo Williams: The Adventure Begins is. It's like the second of the uh, cool guys don't look at explosion meme. <laughs> <laughs> Uncultured swine. Well, yeah, duh. If I remember correctly, it's the second movie to have that uh, trope in it. And the first is 99 and 100% dead or something. Oh, nice. Hey, it was nominated for Remo Best Williams, The Adventure Begins. How do you not know what that is? I cannot believe you. I don't, don't they still know. Haven't watched it. I, I gave them a link on YouTube where they could watch the whole movie for free. They refused to watch it. I've what lost the, the link. Actually. They don't like the movies. By the, by the way, it's directed by the director of the, I uh, was it Goldfinger? Goldfinger. I'll take and your diamonds word. are forever and live and let die and the man with the golden gun. And uh, speaking of guys who've directed popular movies, let's uh, let's talk about this movie, uh, this episode called The Mute. Or is it, is it called The it's Mute? Called mute. Or is it just called... It's called, it's mute, called mute, but it's called The Mute on uh, Freebie <laughs> or whatever the hell I want. Freeform. Freebie. It's called The Mute. I, I feel like they changed it to Mute because they felt like they were being like racist or something like that to mute people. I don't know. I mean, it's I called it's just mute, mute, mute. It's called mute. It's, called mute. it's a mute point. <laughs> it's called mute on the actual episode, so I'm pretty sure it's just mute. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's a four mute, episodes. mute. It's a mute point. It's a mute point. It's a mute point. It's exactly. a mute. <laughs> um, but it's season four, episode five. It's uh, directed by Stuart Rosenberg, who I found out that he directed the last week's episode as well, but he directed. Cool Hand Luke, Voyage of the Damned, The Amityville Horror, The Pope of Greenwich, and uh, The Pope Drowning Greenwich. Pool. Greenwich, whatever. Greenwich, Greenwich. Village. He directed Brubaker, too, which is uh, has kind of a history with one of my family members, actually. Um, that's what Did he direct directed Remo two Paul Williams, Newman, The Adventure Begins? He directed two Paul Newman movies, including Pocket Money, starring Lee fucking Marvin. Nice. Exactly. Lee, Lee, fucking Marvin. Lee was fucking Marvin, you know? <laughs> And uh, but yeah, Brubaker has a uh, history of my family actually. Anyways, directed by Stuart Rosenberg, written by Richard Matheson. Production code 4858, original air date January 31st, 1963. Stars Anne Gillian, Claudia, uh, Claudia Breyer, Robert Boone, <laughs> Claudia Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Overton, and Barbara Brown. Bar- I can't talk to her. <laughs> I'm just going to Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His uh, name is my uh, name too. Barbara Baxley, Irene Daly, and Oscar Baraghi Jr. So, anyways, uh, this episode sucks. Good night, everyone.
Oh, would you shush? This episode does not suck. It does suck. It's terrible. It was not terrible. The little girl was in touched by an angel. Check out my channel for She was touched by an angel. She was definitely touched by something. She was touched by one of the 11 actors that were in both the 60s Twilight Zone and Touched by an Angel. Really? Oh, that's cool. Oh, she plays Joan in Mr. Mom. I love Mr. Mom. Nobody's seen Mr. Mom have the. It's been a long time. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, with uh, yeah, Michael Keaton and Terry Gar and yeah. Martin Mole. Yeah, Joe Joe's the there's the neighbor across the street that takes him to the strip club, the male strip club actually. So as you do, yeah. you know they got like the Japanese baseball team. Isn't that no, that, that's that, uh, that's gung ho. That, no, that's that's yeah, that's gung ho. Never mind. Yeah, have that's you seen either of these, uh, Raymond? Gung ho or Mr. Yeah. Mom? Yeah, I've seen both of them. Gung ho. Uh, yeah, I love the uh, windshield scene on gung ho. You know what they haven't seen, Raymond? Uh, See about adventure begins. <laughs> I mean, what about Sea Lab or Gypsy or Babes in Toyland, 1961? What about the hottie or the naughty? Like, we're not going to talk about that. Let's we'll talk about Remo Williams again because I don't want to talk about hottie and naughty. I don't what want to either, but I had movie. to put it together. I wonder. <laughs> Princes now of just, the now you're, just, now you're just pulling shit out at this point. Born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Jacob literally has like a whole section of stuff on his desk that he can just pull out of and just give to a show. It's just to random. Us. Yeah, just Spartacus. <laughs> I've also reviewed the first season of Highlander. You can check that on my channel. <laughs> oh, you have? And I'm on Relic three Hunter. Right now. I'm on season three right now. I've also reviewed Relic Hunter. Relic Hunter. <laughs> uh, I've not seen any of that. So. Relic Carrera Hunter. is in the bikini looking for He's like a... artifacts. Laura like Croft TV yeah. version. Yes. So that's why they call it the Relic Hunter. Womb Raider. Moon Raider? No, Womb Raider. In the original <laughs> Tomb Raider, somebody made a nude mod. And when she swims, it's like literally like directly behind her. Oh, they my. called it Womb Raider. I don't know why that it doesn't really make any sense, but so anyways, uh um, mute. <laughs> mute mute is about a young little girl who is mute and... Mortal Kombat soundtrack too. Holy anyway. Shit. <laughs> uh so yeah, Bill Irwin's in this episode too. Do we know that? Yeah. Do we know that? Nice. Is he like the old is he the old prospector guy? Uh Nicky Pete? <laughs> no, the no, the uh the guy, the homeless guy. <laughs> a snake done poison the whale. The guy that thinks the fact other people don't speak English is the funniest thing in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> he, yeah, he's like the he's like he, they're he does... German. They don't speak English. <laughs> they call them a constable instead of a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so yeah, this episode sucks. So yeah, we'll put it not down. okay. Enough, enough, <laughs> you dorkfish. Dorkfish. Yes. You, you, have a, you, have a, you have a movie called Dorkfish, Jacob? Uh, does it go under the... Would you rather me call you a fucking cunt? Because I can call you that, too. I'm sure Jacob has that movie, actually. Fucking cunt. <laughs> I think I have that digitally. On <laughs> <laughs> a certain website called X. <laughs> fucking cunt, cunt never... Er, volume 17. Cunt exactly. nugget? What? Did you say cunt nugget? No. Fucking cunt. <laughs> what is volume it? 17. Cunt nugget. Uh, let's stick with cunt nugget. I like that. Oh, Jacob. 17. By the Volume way, 69. 
Oh, good Jacob, by the way, there there's a kid named Percy Helton in this episode. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so. Percy. Percival. It's not Percival, though. But he could Percival be. Maybe that's short for Percival. Percy, Percival. It may be. It may be. Yeah. Who, who the fuck names your kid Percy? Someone in the um, UK. Yeah, exactly. What Trip said. There was a wrestling manager named Percy Pringle. Oh, nice. Man, Percy Pringle, oh, though, man. that rolls off the tongue. That was Paul Bearer's. Uh, Paul Bearer was Percy Pringle before he was Paul Bearer. Ah, cool. So, yeah. So, it's, this is now a wrestling slash porn slash Arena Wiz Captain Power slash Jody Whittaker first season on Doctor Who podcast. Exactly. See, I told you, Triv, we're on a special kind of drug. So yeah. far, we've gotten as far into the description of this episode as there's a little girl that. And then it just yeah, off it all the rails. fell apart. We're on nuke. <laughs> We're on nukey. Nukey. Oh no. So, anyways, once again, there's a little girl in this episode who, actually, you know what? Let's not talk oh, about the no. little girl just yet. She let's don't talk. talk. About, let's talk about the, the the lead up to this episode. So, before uh, Ross Sterling does his creative narration, that you know is just like wordplay after wordplay. Oh, um. Shit. This takes place in Germany, a la uh, probably a set piece in uh, what is it, California? That was Italy. In Bavaria. Dusseldorf, Germany. The set piece is in Bavaria. Dusseldorf. Is the set piece in Bavaria, California? No, it's in Bavaria, California. (laughs) (laughs) According to the IMDb trivia, they. So they actually filmed in Germany? That's what it says. Bavaria, California. (laughs) Germany. (laughs) You're right, but um, it, it opens up in Bavaria, uh, Bavaria, Dusseldorf, Germany, which is the home of uh, the kid from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, they all speak English, which is really weird. They all speak good English, they don't sound German at all. And uh, American they, TV in the 60s, everybody spoke English like real yeah. good English, except for when they ADR like uh, a ghost's gloop, stuff like that. If they weren't speaking English, they sp- spoke with an accent like this, fur line. Yeah, or- <laughs> or ADR did and stuff like that. Um, it's but, like that episode of Mid- uh, Mitchell and Webb. Look, we're like, are we going to do the accents when we play Americans? <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's a it's great a- show. <laughs> Will Ferrell mocked it. In, uh, was it uh, Austin Powers? Was it was it Will Ferrell? He did like the German assassin or whatever. Oh, yeah. Was he German? I don't know what he was. I think he was. He was, he was from the Middle East. He, he was a Fez. Yeah, he was from the Middle East. Oh, who might think it was German? I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm, da- I'm caught on something down here. Could someone <laughs> please just, just call someone, please? Yeah, he's like, doesn't he like fall down a ravine? Then in like the next movie, he like gets like, fall, like, fall in fire or something like that. Other way around, but yeah, is that what it is? I don't know. So there's this little girl. No, I'm just. Uh, so they're in Germany and they make a pact where they're gonna ruin kids' lives because who gives a shit about kids? Kids are the Antichrist, and uh, they deserve to be muted. And and all these people are 45 years old, and they're like, well, if we have kids one day, like, what are you talking about, woman? No, well, they just Raymond, looked older they're back in, in the day. Their, yeah, they're in their 20s, Raymond. They're they not 45. Lives. They were 18. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're actually 12. They're 12 that, that shit's true, years. though, man. Like, I look, because, like, when I was going through my mom's stuff, like we found like yearbooks from when she, cause my mom's 80. So we've, well, 81, I don't know. She's old. Um, but we found yearbooks from when she was in high school. They all looked like they were like 30. 
Like I'm looking through like these pictures of these people of like that were I assume between the ages of like 15 to 18 at the time. They all look like they were fucking 30 years old and going to prom. Well, yeah, you and, could look at like something like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Look at Jimmy Stewart. Do you look like he's like 50? 15. Yeah. Actually, Barbara Braxley was in The Exorcist Part 3. Did you know that? Did you know that? Anybody know that? She's a natural. Barbara Braxley. She's a she's a woman. She uh she's a teacher. She, no, she's Cora. She's uh Cora from uh from the Avatar series. What? No, who Miss Wheeler? No, yeah, Mary Cora. Wheeler. Cora. Cora, Cora is the name of yeah Miss uh, the mother. The or no, the she wife. She was also in that '80s Twilight Zone episode. Did she play uh? She play Bruce Baxter's wife. I think she was in Button Button. Button to button. Press a button and someone you don't know will die. Episode. Oh, isn't it? Was that made into a movie? The one with the what's yeah, it was called The Button with Cameron Diaz. That's a that's actually based on a French movie, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it was a short story or short or yeah, something. Yeah, in the short story, it ends with how well do you really know your husband? That sounds like someone you don't know will die, and she hits a button, and the guy says, "How well do you really know your husband?" and then grabs a button and leaves. See that that's the problem with the box too. It's like it does like this really cool setup premise and then it just kind of throws it out the window by the end of the episode. Like yeah. none of it makes sense. Yeah, then in button button, it's um we're gonna give the button to someone you don't know. If people don't know the whole thing is hit the button, you get a million dollars and someone you don't know dies. And in the episode <laughs> at the end, she Dead. hits the button and they say, <laughs> Gonna give the button to someone you don't know. I mean, it could be it could be a twelve year old kid. It could be an eighty year old man. You don't know, but I don't it know. Could, can you imagine <laughs> it was like your worst enemy. You just don't know him yet. Yeah. Some awesome. skit, some comedy show does skit on the guy just keeps hitting the button. Like if you hit this button, you get a million dollars. Ding, but ding. <laughs> uh, true. like I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, okay. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Okay. I'm distracting. No, you. no, blame Triv. Triv's like, <laughs> fuck. Triv, you alright? You right over there? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, she, I'm sorry. Uh, we're getting off topic. Don't wear ties, Triff. So these people decide to destroy their kids' lives. Yes. So they decide to destroy the kids' lives by sending them to Pennsylvania? <laughs> I mean, that's one way of doing it. Germantown, Pennsylvania? I mean, I feel bad for kids having to go to, like, Ohio, but Pennsylvania, that's like a death sentence. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Triff? Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah. They kind of go all over the place, so. <laughs> yeah, all they say is you have to bring them to a secluded area. Make them grow up in a small town. You, you Can you imagine, like, it being a horror film or a horror show, and they go, where are you going? The German town. Dun, dun, dun. It's like. In what, case what anyone are... watches this, it is called German Corners. Same thing. Well, yeah. yeah get it's it right, like, man. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But no, her but parents Ger- were American. They were, yes. I don't know what. Like this, they what, this uh, yeah. They this were the only Americans in the plot. And at the end, towards the end, uh, other couple shows up and says, "Well, they are American. We couldn't make them live in Europe and be, you know, happy. We had to force them to live in 1964 Pennsylvania." I mean that that's my main problem with this episode. It's just like, okay, they're going to Pennsylvania. That's weird i mean why can't you just have it set in germany then you have mrs gulch from the wizard of oz and you have 
you know, pa- these 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 parents or you know, they've lost a kid, you know, the kid from of course uh the grandmother episode, you know, who died in the the pond and yeah. I don't know. This episode, episode is just sucked. that episode sucked. Yeah, like this episode. No. Oh, yeah. This episode didn't suck. This episode was okay. Uh, their plan is they truly believe they said we all agree, right, that humans used to be telekinetic. And if we just torture is it telepathic? Sorry, telepathic. Oh, that's okay. I just... Yeah, telepathic. And if we don't talk to our kids, they will regain the telepathic ability inside of all humans. That's their big plan. And then when they're old enough to fuck, we'll build a commune and put all the kids together and have a telepathic community. I'm assuming there was some research behind this before they went into that, but I I just how did they well, get there? I wonder. You know what what is it? was this like a thing that people thought back then that I it kind of felt like it was like eugenics or something like any of that shit like you know or you get the little communes of you know like oh well we worship spoons or things like that like the utopian so like society yeah kind of they kind of have like a reading of minutes where they say okay we all believe that a humans used to be telepathic b we can be telepathic again c if we torture our kids they will be telepathic right right now let's talk about what our plan is now that we all agree we're in this same weird cult i mean it that was good (laughs) so weird it wasn't boring though i thought that they like piecemealed out the information to us as it went along no it wasn't the deepest thing in the world sure most of the episode is if you look at it from the perspective of the little girl which is not what the real episodes part of the episodes about that but that's not what it's really about the episode focuses on her but i feel like the episode's more about this family the mother who lost something and she sees an opportunity here to regain that and like have a place uh, a a place to like funnel her love to but this little girl she doesn't realize that there's something she's missing she thinks that this is awful this is terrible but what she finally learns is that actually this is better even with this power of tele or telepathic telekinet like being a fuck she can read minds um even that's not even that's that's nowhere near as good as as having this thing that she never knew she needed, which was the love of this mother. Because we find that the parents I, didn't really treat her. I mean, they like the lady says they were never cruel to her, but they just treated her more like a, an experiment. Yeah, but I don't really feel like this this mother, this woman, really cares about her. I mean, I I don't know. I I just it's such I a think weird she does. thing. I, I because, think I mean, she was the first... only one that actually cared about her. Like. The yeah. de- the 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 sheriff, the teacher, they were all like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna you know get this weird thing that you have out of you. You know, we're not gonna foster it. It's you know, or or go with Bolt. It's you know this or that." I think it was born. all coming from a good place, though. I mean, all those people, the 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 dad or the sheriff, the male, um, the teacher, all of them. I feel like they were doing what they thought was right and what they thought was probably best for this child. But it was less, they weren't really listening to the child, even though she wouldn't say anything. But you know what I mean? They weren't really like, they were thinking in broad general terms of what's best for this kid. And I think they did think they were doing the best, what was best for them. Like the teacher, she clearly had some type of. The teacher, we can talk about in a minute. She is (laughs) just, that's the closest thing we have to a twist in this episode as a teacher. Because that woman is unhinged. What? (laughs) See, see, the way that Everyone else, though, wants to make her 
they say multiple times, like everybody else. Be yeah. like us. Don't mm -hmm. be unique. Don't be telepathic. The dad, uh, when the sheriff first finds her, like, I don't know why she's not talking, and literally says, she's not deaf, dumb, or retarded. She should be able to communicate. Well, I, I do think that the mom was the only one, to go back to what she said, Nick, about you don't know if she really cared. I feel like she was the only one yeah. that actually cared more than just on a surface level of doing the right thing. I think everybody else was wanting to do the right thing, but I think the mom actually cared about the child. Now, granted, it probably started because she clearly, because they lost a child mm -hmm. and she was kind of a replacement. But I think over time, she did actually start to care about this child and even though the child wasn't saying anything, she was taking her actions as words. And from that, she was like saying, well, I don't know if this is best for her. You guys are saying she should learn this. She should do this. She's all these things that, you know, we say that they should do and is best for them. But I don't know. Maybe that's not best for her. And mom's all, she like you said, the mom, you and Nick both said the mom is doing it at the start for a selfish reason because her well, daughter yeah, I mean, she, loses... she wants a replacement daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the problem. Like, she she's so distraught about and her husband realizes it too i mean she's so distraught over the loss of her kid from uh long distance grandma that it's just like uh i i don't know it just it really is plotting i mean like like how many times are they gonna is this girl gonna be like don't don't teach me don't teach me no i don't want to learn before before it just becomes too 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 much i mean i, I don't know she well, it did become too much, and she learn. gave. She caved, and instead of all the voices out in the world being too much for her, now the voices in her head were too much for her. So, well, no, but not. It's not that. It's the it's the fact that they they repeat, they rinse and repeat the same thing over and over and over. It's like you know, this is an episode that could be twenty three minutes. You can you can get all this information through pretty easily. It's like, yeah. I, yeah. That you know what you know but, what it is, Jacob. Is the episode is not the worst thing in the world I've ever seen because like the beginning and the end. Are are fine. It's that middle portion where it's just it's the same repeat. I'm gonna I'm gonna message the parents or message the people in Germany. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. The girl, no, don't do this. Teacher snapping her fingers like she's fucking, you know, a dictator or some shit. It's just like I I don't care at that point. I do think I, uh, I agree. I think that it probably could have been a bit tighter as a thirty minute episode. But I will say that I what it did do that I liked was um I thought it did a good job. At I don't know about storytelling, world building. Yeah, like on the yeah. surface, the story's about this girl and all that. But there's the things that we learn about these people. I really like the way that they did that. They didn't hold your hand. They didn't and they did. Like the kid thing. You learn that they lost a child, not through them saying, we lost a child. Little Cindy drowned and did this and that. Like we learn it just through their actions and their regular conversation of him being like, "We're gonna put her in Cindy's room or whatever her name was," and he's like, oh, the, "The other room." I mean, and just the way that the mother reacts to the room and things like that. You're like, "Okay, they they lost a kid." Now, I mean, at some point she does have like the flashback that shows them bring her dead kid's body home, and uh, like yeah. I guess she drowned, and you know we get that there. I don't even consider that hand holding so much though, because that's the little girl more or less reading her mind, and that's how she learns. Oh shit! Okay, this makes a little bit more sense. I thought they did that a few times in the episode, things like that, where we learn stuff about the characters through non-hand holding storytelling, and I appreciate that more. Now, the thing with the teacher, where she's like, "You're a medium," I'm like, 
that caught me off guard. I was like, what? She's like, I know Whoa. what you are. I was like, oh, okay, so they've done this. To, oh, oh, maybe not. All right, you were part of a fucking cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here... It's well, so God, weird. They, like, I love that they, they don't explain it. Yeah, they... <laughs> she the just teacher's like, it. I know what's going on. And we're like, oh, the teacher was a previous failed experiment by the same group or something like... No, yeah. my parents were in a crazy cult and tried <laughs> to make me speak to the dead. And that's obviously what's happening to you, too. And the yes. like, what the what? fuck are you talking the about? The reason I you love... crazy woman. Like, everyone else is make them one of us, one of us. And then she, this teacher has this crazy, out-of-the-field motivation. And, and I, the reason I love that they didn't explain it was because we get the same, we had the same reaction that this little girl's probably having, like, oh no, but she knows, what? <laughs> see, <that's, laughs> and that, it just like goes and she's like, well, that that's fine. And all, okay. But the, the question I, the problem I have with this episode, the main problem, and then we, we definitely have to do the open narration before we forget, is, okay, I understand she can't talk and she, she hears things through telepathy. But she has fucking ears, but yet she she acts like she's deaf. Like they it doesn't make that. it. No, they, yeah, I I, I agree because I ha- so I was weird. going down a lot of roads there because I was like, okay, if she's never spoken and or been that's spoken fine, to, yeah, she's you, never been yeah, spoken to, but, and she's never yeah. spoken, so she's going off of pure thought. We don't what well, we do. Most people, to a degree, like think in their own language, but there are primal thoughts that we have and they're not words they're feelings and things like that so they're thinking i was like if she's never heard words first of all when we hear and i get it it's a tv show so at some point you got to say okay we just got to roll with it it's all static that doesn't make any sense no before all that whenever she hears her own thoughts they're in english and maybe that's for our benefit i think it would have been cooler if like it was more of like a just a a word like if she was sitting there and like if they just picked like one word that would be a feeling, because I feel like she communicates inside of herself through feelings and more primal. They're thoughts. treating her like a dog, basically. Like she she's does like say a, that she doesn't understand animal. why people are talking. Well, yeah, the and, very and, first classroom scene, a kid, the little boy is trying to read this book, and she says, "Those aren't words." What is he doing? Those aren't words. Yeah, thinking is words. Because whenever she hears all that going on out there, first of all, it's like it's a cluster. So it's like, ah, I'm not used to all this, whatever's going on, this white noise. But also, if you hear a few times in the episode when someone's talking to her, and I'm guessing that they did this so that we understand what the person's saying. But there's a few times that someone's talking to her and it is, it's kind of gibberish. It's like, it's like, it doesn't, it's not language. I mean, maybe they took it and like, you know, sent it through some processing or something. But like there's a one or two times that the teacher's talking to her and it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's only for a second because then it'll go back to the teacher making sense. I'm assuming that was honestly probably a little bit of a failed attempt at trying to say, okay, this is how she hears it. But let's go back to normal so that you understand what's going on. I think it would have been cool if whenever it was from her perspective, everything she heard was like Charlie Brown. So wah, 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 or something like yeah, that. So absolutely. then we'd understand that she well, and maybe found another way through actions or something like that. Or or maybe we hear bits and pieces, but a bit more of her not understanding to kind of hammer home the idea that she is not she can she can read minds because you know she's reading feelings and and thoughts aren't necessarily a language. But when you're speaking this language, she doesn't understand that. She's just like I don't. Well, 
Trev, you had mentioned something to me about it being confusing. Is that what you were talking about? Or no, my mine was more like the way that it was shot and everything. Like it kind of came off like the mom was, you know, the the kind of comfort keeper for the kid. Then you get the teacher. The way the teacher was shot, it was kind of like from the perspective of like kind of a villain. Like the way it ended up going. Yeah. No, the 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 teacher. It seemed like oh, she yeah. was more the villain. Like she was like I even. Liked that. Yeah, and even the um, like when when they have all of the there was a movie where like the the per- main person wanted everyone to think thoughts at this. Oh, it was it was so stupid. My nieces watched this show, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, and the the guy could hear thoughts, and then they have every single one of them thinking their thoughts at Timmy Turner, and he's like freaking out because he... all of these thoughts are coming into his head, and that's yeah, kind that's of what episode. was going on here. Yeah. Well, well I, I, like, he... I like that the um because I, I agree they in the first part they kind of made it like the mom was not the villain but the villain to the little girl like she was at 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 odds with the mom and uh like with the the letters and the burning of the letters and all that and trying to keep her there and she wanted to go back or she wanted her people to be contacted so I kind of thought like the mom was going to be the villain to the little girl. Um, yeah. in the that little way. girl does think the mom's a villain in the beginning. She's like, I'm going to yeah. be saved. My people are coming. And then the mom burns on the communication yeah. to her people. I didn't feel like there was ever a, a, a reconciliation of that. Or, or we obviously, I get the idea that they they came around to each other or she came around to the mom. But I never, that never really happened. We never saw that development in the episode. Um, I guess we kind of did somewhat through actions and there are time jumps. Maybe it happened then, but I would have liked to have seen maybe just a few minutes as to where maybe the little girl notices, okay, maybe you're not so bad. I'll, I'll keep you around while I'm here, you know, but well, he goes three from... months by then. And there is yeah. a point before it goes to the, she goes to the school. The, at least, at least a week goes by until the teacher shows up and she spent all that time with the mom. So the mom yeah. has formed a connection with her. Well, oh, no, I agree. The mom's we connection. just didn't really see it. Yeah, we didn't see it. But we did Got see it. her uh, at least having a reason to think ill of the mother, like through the burning of the the uh, letters Return and stuff letters, like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm sitting there in the mindset of, okay, the mom's the bad guy to her, and then she's not. And, I mean, I get it. Like, a few minutes later, I'm like, all right, they, they figured it out. But I'm like, you showed... I understand why they showed the mom doing that, but I mean, they went out of their way to make sure that the little girl knew that the mom did that to kind of give her motivation to dislike the mother. But we never got that scene to give us the motivation for her to understand and not dislike the mother anymore, like to kind of make up. And I understand, you know, you don't want to be have hand holding, but if you're going to show me the reason that she has motivation to dislike her, I'd like to see the motivation for her to like like her. her. Well, what we what we have here, guys, is a failure to communicate. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, you see, you get it, Stuart Rosenberg. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, anyways, I felt, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, Trev. Go no, ahead. no, no, go. We've been talking. No, about I, I was just gonna no, say, Trif, but go ahead. Oh, I, I, was, I was just gonna, gonna say, say the, opening uh, narration, maybe. Oh, yeah, but yeah, go ahead, yeah. Trev. If you have something no, to say, I, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, like, I felt like this episode was like, there's, and we can talk about it more later, but it felt like there were multiple like messages kind of trying to come across and i i don't know that any of them properly succeeded like the you know the last it's one kinda... did. i think the last one did but yeah i get what you're saying the the, yeah. the the overarching message about love and 
But is it love or is it conformity or is it because like you could see the the guys at the open. I mean, if you wanted to, I guess I don't I don't understand where where Matheson was taking this episode. Like it felt like there were supposed to be deeper implications of like, you know, like someone being taken from like, I don't know, like old world communism or old world thoughts to something more American, like, you know, like not conforming to a new country, but like, uh, what is the term? Uh, with the Borg, they would assimilate, assimilate, assimilate you know, to well, yeah, to that's kind of what she was doing a little bit. The teacher, at least, because she says that they... specifically in the in the episode where she's like, "You have to be just like everyone else," and like, but that's the problem. Like, that's you know, the clearly the issue is like she isn't like everyone else, and she shouldn't be like everyone else. And this teacher is clearly wrong for what well, she's doing. Two sides the- of well, that, then we find yeah. out the reason why the teacher is doing that because the teacher thinks she's been <laughs> brainwashed into being a medium to speak to the dead. So, so yeah, everybody teacher- has their best interest at heart, I think. <laughs> the teacher does have her best interest at heart, but her teacher is also freaking insane. <laughs> and a bit of gotcha. a bitch. Like, well, the fact that yeah, there, I- is that, there is that thing where, like, it's a tough love kind of a deal. Like, you will learn and this is how we're going to do it. But for the kid, it was more like dropping them in a, the deep end and not throwing them any kind, you know, and not ever the kid being ever able to swim. Like it was almost more a uh, embarrassment thing. Like, okay, everybody think, think Elise, think Elise, think Elise. And that's, well, that was a parallel to her life before. And see, that was the difference between her and the mom. Like her life before was like that probably too. They were like, you're going to do it this way you're an experiment you're you're you know her her life was very cold before with her parents where they're like do it this way learn you're gonna no talking we're doing this it was very cold like that and like at the school that's how it was too it's like very like no you have to do this you have to do it this way this is how we do it and everything was very cold at the school as well but the mother was the warm she was the one who cared and was like even when she dropped her off at the school she was like "Eh." I don't know about this. And the teacher was even like, you got to go or this doesn't work. She's like, mm, okay. She's being very motherly. And that's what we found out in the end is like, even the people, the the people that are involved in the experiment, they even say, you know, yes, she was the best. She was the best of this telepathic society. She, she was a, 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 a breakthrough, all this, but what she's got right here with this lady I mean, that's going to be better than anything that we can ever give her. And that's going to be, that's more valuable than her being, you know, Jean Grey. So, I mean, I like I just, that was I, the, I, I think that was the the point. I agree that there were probably a lot of points in there and a lot of places he was going with it and throughout the story. And they're not all conveyed the best, but I think the ultimate point was the love you know love of your family love of having the love of someone is trumps everything else and without that you can't really excel truly excel at anything else and no matter how good you get at this thing right here you're not really living until you have that that love and care of someone and and not that that didn't come across it just i don't know like it felt like there were so many it it didn't really it didn't really feel like what is this doing in the twilight zone i guess is where i came down to i'll give you that it didn't seem was, like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, like the twist, if you take the twist as the the midpoint kind of thing, the midpoint climax of, oh my God, or, you know, the midpoint cliffhanger of, oh my God, she can, she knows my secret, that whole bit, there really wasn't anything that went from there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. dramatic, but I don't know. Well, I was thinking that while I was watching it. Um, I was watching it while I was cooking dinner and I was thinking, this seems more like, I feel like I'm watching a movie 
like uh, just a, a movie from that a regular, not like the best movie ever made from that time period, but just kind of like a yeah, fine one time watch movie from that period. Not a Twilight Zone episode. Twilight Zone episodes usually have a, a structure to them, and there's usually some kind of like dun 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 thing in the end. None of that. It didn't feel very Twilight Zoney. I mean, honestly, besides yeah. the telepathic thing, which I mean, that's debatable whether you believe that or not. There's not anything that's like out there, like totally unbelievable about. It. I mean, the telepathic thing is a little, yeah. That's that's depending on what you believe, unbelievable. But it's not too far out there. Everything else is kind of grounded. Actually, uh, speaking of just a real quick, uh, Richard Madison did write the button button episode or the oh. story. So that's connection with Barbara Baxley or whatever. So part of the reason why I wanted to watch this episode, why I chose this as my episode to be on when Nick asked me, hey, what do you want to do? Is one, the only other season four episode I remember is like episode 17. And I didn't want to wait six months to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but also because I remembered the setup. I, it's all I really remembered about this episode is there's this community of people that raise their kids without talking and then the parents die and now this girl who's like eight years old has never heard spoken word and has to assimilate as we said into this real society and none of these people know that that was the plan all the well, evidence has been destroyed and it just it's a great setup for an idea and then i'm like i remember that being a cool idea but i didn't remember anything else and whether well, anything what, else actually happened in this did, I know they said what it was, but I I, I missed it. How did they, because the big mystery in the beginning was how did she get out of the house? Like totally yeah, I wrote that. I, I put down my notes with like they, 12 question marks. They mentioned it in the end. Why did yeah. they say how did she get out? How did she get out? And I, did we ever figure out? They, they did. I remember them they saying something out. like, well, that's how they, you know, obviously something they, she got out of the house. I'm like, but how, did they say specifically how she got out or what? They, they they were talking about the way that her parents loved her. And even though they weren't good at showing it, they had the love to use their telepathic, the telepathic, you or the, because she was telepathic, they could lead her out of the house when they couldn't get out themselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I never caught that part. I just watched it again right before we started talking. And I didn't catch it the second time either, Jacob. I wrote, wrote it again in my notes a second time. Well, How'd I knew it came get up. out of the house because they say twice, two different characters say, How is she not hurt at all? How'd she get out of the house so easily unscathed? When this thing is burning for days, well, I knew I knew they out. mentioned it in the end, but I didn't. I was like, yeah, they mentioned it, but how? So yeah, that may, okay. They they guided um, her out telepathically from like they were trapped in there. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, let's do this real quick. I have I have a thought. Let's have you do the opening narration. This is we're like forty five minutes is the episode already. And, we're, uh, we're talk about the end. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do the opening narration real quick. I haven't read this. Where is it? Here we it go. It's it's Here. quite the word salad. What you're witnessing is the curtain raiser to a most extraordinary play. To wit, the signing of a pact, a commencement of a project. The play itself will be performed almost entirely offstage. The final scenes are to be enacted a decade hence, and with a different cast. The main character of these final scenes is Ilsa, the daughter of Professor and Miss Nilsson, age two. 
At the moment, she lies sleeping in her crib, unaware of the singular drama in which she is to be involved. Ten years from this moment, Ilsa Nelson is to know the desolating terror of living simultaneously in a world and in the twilight zone. Almost made it without tripping up. <laughs> it's quite the wordplay. What, you uh, don't say desolating every day, Jacob? I just, you know, not it's it's in the back of my vernacular. Well, the 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 real so funny the back thing about of your this... binocular, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a peeping Tom in the Twilight Zone. Oh no! Um, so so he's basically given us ten years worth of dialogue, or what what happens for ten years in that single paragraph, which I find is interesting because he never does that. I don't know what you guys think about that. It's a lot of it's unusual for him. Like you could almost do, and not that they ever would do two parters, but you could almost do like what led the the people at the beginning to that place where they felt like they had to you know talk telepathically you know and even some bits with the kid not that you'd do that because it's an anthology but um i think i think it contradicts what i said earlier about like i really want to know how they got to this point to where they think that everybody used to be telepathic but on the flip side of that considering where the episode goes and what it's trying to say about you know what's most important to people i don't think it really matters I think Probably. that's why they just kind of started it with saying, okay, we used to all be telepathic, right? Okay, we all agree. And we're like, what? But it doesn't matter. I mean, if we knew that, would it add anything? If we knew how they got to that conclusion, would it add anything to this episode? <laughs> Except for more time. True. We and did. not that you're right, but yeah. I mean, we are interested. I am curious to know how did you get to that point? <laughs> Where were they you believe at people like were all a telepathic. community meeting for rich European people and they're like, you know, I read this book about telepath me too. And then they just, you know, maybe that's true. And how do you go from I heard this idea about how humans used to be telepathic to let's seclude our kids in small towns around the world, teach them to be telepathic, form a commune. And have them mate with each other to have a telepathic society in the future. <laughs> Where's the stop from? I I read this book to let's have a telepathic commune. I, I was gonna say I almost felt like they've done this before in the Twilight Zone already, but have this episode be like guy walks into town yeah. or woman walks into town with a bunch of mutes and it ends up being like that played out. I think that would have been much more interesting than girl is kind of adopted by People who are trying to get back to the parents and the mother falls in love with the, the young girl and, you know, go to class. I don't know. Triff, help me out here. I got nothing, man. I This this episode kind of left me... It left you mute? A little bit, yeah. I, it left me with questions and I... I mean, I, I just... With, with episodes like this, there tends to be something deeper to them. And I know, like Jake said, it kind of comes back to the idea of love and that whole thing but i don't know that we get that across the board with this like i i don't think i hated this as much as you did but i'm i'm left frustrated with it for what it maybe uh, should have been I, i'm being a little pedantic when i say yeah i'm being a little pedantic when i say i hate this episode i'm with you trim i'm frustrated because richard matheson's known for he, writing human emotion like really well he does a really nice job you know writing that human psychology psychosis and stuff like that but when we get this episode it feels like almost like a nothing burger like there there, there's stuff there that is interesting but in the end it's like what do we honestly learn this kid was mute and she found a home and 
I mean, that's it. Like the Twilight Zone is always deeper than that. It, this feels like, as Trip said, that there's a deeper meaning behind this episode that's not presented. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I think they did it, a good job of setting all that up. Well, I mean, they throughout the episode, but I don't they think they played really, it out very well either. Plus, I mean, like they the didn't setup... put out there that, hey, what's most I mean, yes, the whole thing was about what everybody thinks is most important for her. And then what actually is most important for her is this. Well, it, it's but like it never really put that out there and said, hey, it was never said, hey, what's best for her is to do this or her mother's love. It wasn't so, until well, no. literally the last minute of the episode. They're like. Oh, that's what's best for her. It's like, okay, well, that was never. But even... <laughs> I, I get that, but the 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 problem is the opening narration. He he feels like he has to compensate for all this all this like material that he couldn't put in the episode, and it shows that maybe this episode should have been a movie. It should have been a full length movie, but it just it, it's like when you have to like add all this like texture into the opening narration it, i i've never felt like that's what the opening opening narration is a setup for here's a guy here's what he does not there's there's a 10-year span of like uh, that's completely off stage this is part of a play it's like uh, you know that that doesn't that doesn't work in the context of what they're trying to do it's it's really weird i mean so, i'll agree like i said earlier i don't feel like this is very this is not a very twilight zony twilight zone episode so but, talking about the love, sorry, or sorry I was just going to say, talking about the love thing, have any of you ran into a thing, Pato and Cabenjo? Can't say I have. Okay, so it's documentary from 1978, and there's these two twin girls, Virginia, it's a true story, Virginia and Grace Kennedy, and when they were born, they, twin sisters, they had seizures. And the doctor told the dad this could be a sign of Down syndrome or something serious. But the dad didn't understand what the doctor was saying and thought, oh, they have Down syndrome. Fuck them and send them to live with Graham, who only spoke German and never took care of the kids, never talked to the kids. So these kids literally went the first eight years of their life without anybody talking to them. They'd overhear grandma talking on the phone in German sometimes. But that was about it. And they formed their own language. That's crazy. And, and there's a documentary. It happened in California. And there were a bunch of uh, newspaper articles in California about it. There's a doc documentary called Pato and Cabenjo. Because that's the names they made up for each other. Because no one ever told them what their real names were. And they, it's like an hour and a half documentary. And they just talk about these girls. And... I, I'm 90% sure it's real. <laughs> I mean, either that or they just like ADR'd over these poor little kids talking. But uh, yeah, it's, it's supposedly a true story. And for our friend Dan, there's a UK version. Uh, in <laughs> Wales, there's the Silent Twins. They were born in 1963. And in 1974, they stopped talking to anybody but each other. They had an African accent and lived in Wales. In pictures of people in Wales complaining that they couldn't understand other people talk. <laughs> they were the only two black people in their community, and they just stopped talking to anyone but each other. So when they became adults, coincidentally, the UK's uh, law that let you imprison mentally handicapped people against their will was inducted the same year. So they threw him in a home for the insane for 11 years till one of them died. Oh, man. And they, 
he made secretly formed a pact that when one of us dies, the other one will start talking to people and have a normal life. Wow. The yeah. fuck? It's the Silent Twins, a movie, uh, 2022. Uh, yeah, 2022, a movie came out about them. Uh, it's a fictional movie about them. And I think it's called The Silent Twins. Uh, and uh, those 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 people's names were Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. No. yeah, I forget their name, but uh, the girls who came up with their own language mm-hmm. were Grace and Virginia Kennedy, and they came up with Con- Pato and Cabenjo uh, as their fake names because no one had ever talked to them in English before, so they didn't know how to talk and just made up their own language. Wow. So yeah, that's like. That's- yeah. Crazy. <laughs> that's one of the things I wanted to talk about when I saw remember this episode I had heard like a podcast where they talk about weird stories and I remembered Padon Kamenjo and the Silent Twins so I did a little bit of research in the last couple of weeks to see how much info I could come up with on them that's really cool thank you it's a it's You've a done more recent no go ahead <laughs> I was just gonna say it's um it's amazing like everybody kind of and I'm sure like they kind of like with um the the girl in the episode they forced her to be like to communicate in a way you know overcome like these barriers that you wouldn't you know that (laughs) oh well you know telepathy is a or telepathy is is a you know concept and they push her so hard or you know leave her with nothing so she goes that direction well i mean you can find it's better like she sees that little boy stumble over his words and she's like, why don't they teach him how dad taught me? And she remembers in a flashback her seeing a ship sailing across the sea. And like, that's what words are. You picture a sailing ship in your brain. That's so much easier well, than saying the sails ripple and the water moves and going through all this trouble. You just think it. And that's easier. Well, for that, I mean, as you just said, yeah, words are literally images in your brain like when you're saying it you actually imagine you're imagining that specific word or that specific specific thing so yeah it's the the episode also is dealing with the fact of like you know society trying to form you into the like this bubble or this box and you know unfortunately i think it's actually a little disturbing at the end like the girls now part of one of us like part of the google gobble gang you know the the freaks and stuff <laughs> i, like I that. wrote one of us in my notes too yeah yeah <laughs> which i i love i love that whole idea of like the actual freak is not the not the people that are in the circus it's actually the woman and that's the same thing here it's like she the little young girl is not the the freak it's the people around her the freaks because they want her to conform to the society that maybe she doesn't want to be a part of maybe she likes being in different you know not everybody wants does she like it or is that all she knows well that's the point like yeah yeah that's that's a good point Um, because they they also make the point that we don't know the whole episode until the the older couple the uh couple from overseas says is that like yeah her home life was just kind of sterile the wife and that couple was also in the 80s twilight zone episode were they Wow. Yeah, the both the ma both the um women were in eighties Twilight Zone episodes. Mrs. Wheeler and Frau, whatever, were both in eighties Twilight Zone episodes. Frau from Austin Powers. No, Frau, sorry, Jacob. Frau, go ahead. No, I was just saying that they. I mean, you know, we we find out that her home life was kind of sterile and not very not very loving and or emotional in any kind of way. So, like, 
yeah, she conformed, I guess, or, you know, there, yeah, I don't, that's something I like about this episode too, is I knew that when we were, when I was watching or after I was done watching it, I was like, this episode has issues. I don't think it's terrible by any means. I don't think it's top 10. I don't even think it's top 20. I don't think it's great, but I did think it was really interesting. And the amount of talking we've done about it kind of illustrates that because there's a lot of things to talk about in this episode as far as like just why is this, why is that, what's really going on here. And I feel like that is kind of the signs at least of a decent episode because it well, gets your brain to think to turn in and thinking, but not because we're like, I totally don't understand what's happening here or this was terrible. It's more of like, you know, what about this? What about that? Well, to be fair, Jacob, how long do we talk about the fever? How long do we talk about Trouble Templeton? We talked about quite a while. With talked about how bad those were because the dude fell out a fucking two foot window. And there was well, a slot yeah. machine coming after him going, you know, that's what we talked about there. Not, I, hey, I, what, what are the inner workings of this killer slot machine? <laughs> I do want to point out uh, someone named Movie Emporium tweeted me, man, you picked the most boring ass episode. <laughs> I don't know. That guy's an asshole. I hear, I hear some <laughs> bad things about that asshole. It was a boring episode. I, I honestly was bored. Like, I, I literally what? felt like. It just it was not an episode that entertained me at all. It had so many issues with just this structure of just like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And like sometimes sometimes it just needs to be 40 minutes. It doesn't need to be 52 you, minutes. And what do you mean by rinse and repeat? I mean, I didn't feel like it was rinsing. The the girl, the girl, and like, please stop doing this. Please stop doing this. Okay, I get what? it. Three times later. It's like I don't need this anymore. But of course that I mean that's like the crux of the whole episode of her slowly being changed over or everybody wanting her to change, but her fighting against it. So obviously she's gonna do that. I mean, there was other stuff going on in the episode too, like not just with the little girl. You had the stuff with the mother, then you had the revelation of how they were going to send her to school, and like the the letters. Got yeah, but they spent twenty five and... minutes talking about when are we going to send her to school. When we, like it, it takes like a half hour before they send her to school. It's like you could literally do that in five minutes and be be. But done you with had it. the whole thing with the letters the, in there. The mom didn't want her to be forced into anything, and the dad did. The dad says. I'm not saying tomorrow or even the day after that, but I'm trying to say three days the day from after now. that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Next Monday. Like, it's been and a your clothes week. will still smell Come of smoke, on. you know. Yeah, and I think that, that illustrates in, like it's been a week, honey. We gotta do something. I think that that does illustrate that like the connection that all these other people don't have with this little girl, like the 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 teacher, the dad, all the other people. Once again, I think that they had her best interest at heart. But not her best interest. They had this other detached human being, this little person, this little girl, this child. They have a child's best interest at heart. The but ideal, that their idea of what a child should be. Yeah. But I mean, that specific child, only one person had that very specific child's best interest at heart. And that was the mother. She's the one who was actually forming a connection with this child and saying, well, Okay, maybe maybe this isn't right for just her. You know, maybe it's right for everybody else, but not for her. Or you know, and I th I thought that that was interesting. Here's, well, here's, again, a, here's I don't a question. Think it was amazing. I just, but I mean, I wasn't bored. I was right. entertained as I was cooking pork and green beans. <laughs> here's a question. So normally, and I guess looking at other Twilight Zone episodes, like you get Dutch angles and kind of the 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 weird lighting and such normally with yeah. those you get episodes that are kind of not sinister but like really off kilter to mm -hmm. me there seemed like there was a lot of those kind of kitty wampus shots 
I wrote down the scene when she walks into the classroom, just like that hallway of staring faces of other students leaning yeah. over their desk with sideways heads. I'm like, that is a weird shot to put in this episode. Right. Okay. To, I, the, I, to oh. this episode. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. Drew. I, I, yeah, you're good. I, I was just going to say that it seemed like there was a lot of like those kind of shots for something that wasn't very, I guess, sci-fi oriented. Like the stuff from the little girl's perspective. I think most of those shots were illustrating her perspective. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. how she was uncomfortable in this this world. That is something I don't think that they like showed it a lot. Like her, like with all the voices and they were jumbling up and walking in the classroom and seeing everybody kind of. But I don't think that they really focused enough on how um, odd all of this was to her. I mean, it's like, honestly, it, it would be like being dropped off in, a, in you know, the most foreign of foreign land. Like if if a American who's only ever spoken English and knows no other languages was dropped off in the middle of Japan and like just dropped off there as a child. And couldn't that was a reality television show called Lost. It's kind of <laughs> hard to say that. No one ever English... saw that show. There was a TV show called Lost before Lost. It was a reality show where they dropped people, dropped six people, split them into two teams or three teams in Mongolia. Oh, wow. With no money, no nothing. And they tell them first one in the Statue of Liberty wins a million dollars. That's it's it's hard for us <laughs> to imagine that though, because English, even in countries that English isn't the main language, is is yeah. so widespread. I mean, you oh, have yeah. people like as in Japan who understand and can just, you know make it through an English conversation, a basic English conversation. But like this kid's going somewhere and it's just like everything she hears is like, blah, 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 blah. You know I mean, think of what she's thinking. She's just like, I don't know. But then you're like, she can read minds. I don't know. Can she read minds? Cause one minute I'm like, she can't read minds. She can only maybe take in what is being sent over to her. But then at one point she reads the mom's mind so like yeah, I guess she, she doesn't can read just the mom's mind about the dead mind? kids. So I don't think the mom was just walking around thinking well, about the day her kid died. So I well, guess she can just I think like she was that moment because the little girl was like wigging out and she kind of went over there and she's all stressed. She's like, uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> and like yeah, sitting there looking yeah. off in, in her kids' room. So I guess that's maybe it's only what people are thinking right then. She can't like dig around in your memories or something. I don't know, but. And every time she's I mean, trying to do it, we do get kind of a Charlie Brown effect with some wobble wobble sounds. Of yeah, I wish they had trying done to more. like because I guess she's so used to her dad teaching her a certain way, so it kind of it kind of like accents to her maybe like someone with a strong accent still speaking English. Your brain has to process. Okay, I know what. That word means, let me bring it into my own language. Okay, now I can answer. And you just kind of got to take that half second processing time. Yeah. Well, that's what I think that this episode didn't do great. I think they had a lot of cool, like good ideas. Like the whole thing where uh, it like we hear what she hears, but we just don't hear it long enough. So it doesn't really sink in. I wish they had done that more. Like from her perspective, a lot more. I, like I wish they talking. had done that less. We don't need more of that. That that's the problem. Like it, it it feels like it's going one step too far when it comes to like, okay, we get it. We she doesn't want to go to school. She says that like five times in the episodes. Like 
We get it. You don't. You don't want to go to school. It's it's fine. Not that I'm talking about like how the little girl doesn't understand what we're saying, and like when people are talking. I think it would have been neat if we had seen at least not like a ton more, just a little bit more, so we understood. Okay, like fully understood. Okay, she doesn't understand these words that are being said to her. She's not just being hard. It's not just that. Oh, I've never spoken and I don't know how to speak. It's that, but it's also I don't know what the hell you're saying to me, but maybe like have like a a shot or something where she's just hearing all this jumble blah 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 stuff that doesn't make any sense to Maybe her. Maybe if there was a hearing. progression, but that then she starts yeah. off mumbly, and by the end, when they're doing the uh, two p owners hold a toy to decide which who's going to own the dog scene. Yeah, <laughs> I think she, I think it would have been communicate with her telepathically. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think it would have been interesting English, and she it, finally understands English. Well, I was gonna say, I think it would be interesting if they had maybe done it that way for the whole entire episode. Like, like that would have been very Twilight Zone. It's like, why is why is this young girl? Why are we hearing this the way it is? And as it slowly, we realize that it's like her thoughts and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't know. Though I, I guess the whole idea of like not be able to hear or be able to hear it, it's so weird. Be able to hear, no, that, but that's what I was saying earlier. I think that would have been neat. That would have been experimental. But I, I think, think over really an neat. hour that right. would have been great. Well, I think for a twenty-two minute episode, that's basically what well, but, uh, Eye of the Beholder is. That we think that she's a monster, and we figure out that she's actually in our beauty. And we, but you know, I mean, like if we had heard mumbling for twenty minutes, we'd be fine. But forty-five, fifty minutes of that would have been. I don't think it would have been just that. I think if like we had, maybe if we only caught that, could have kept us in the dark on some more stuff too. We could have still heard when she's not in the room or whatever, or when it's from other people's perspective. We could have heard regular English speaking, but whenever she was involved, I think it should have just been all fucking Charlie Brown. And then we're sitting there like, what are they talking about? And they could have kept us in the dark on some stuff at that point, or done some really interesting storytelling by like doing it through actions. Like the whole thing with the letters and all that, maybe we're hearing that whole conversation from her perspective. And we just pick up on the fact that they're going to write letters and, Oh, or, or maybe she's not understanding that, but then she picks up something telepathically, but it's a little bit more, I don't know, primal. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting ways. I think that they, I do think that, the episode could have been more interesting and experimental in the way that they did it. Well, I know, I, I, the, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, oh, Trim, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I was just going to say this, this whole thing kind of gave me like, you know, miracle worker where um they were trying to teach Helen Keller, like how to, you know, how to understand and speak. Not mm. that you'd want to go that direction, but like you could have taken that and shown like that, progression like kind of like what she said it kind of show that progression of okay we started here clearly she's not understanding but how do we get her to understand and kind of well that build as you go that and i think that they should have shown more of the relationship blops blossoming with the mother and the child i mean we get it but i think that they should have focused more because i do agree with something you more or less said a while ago that the episode is just kind of all over the place with what it's trying to say and it's ultimately trying to say Hey, this mother's love is better than any type of telepathic superpower. So that's what you know people really need. So I think that they should have really focused on. I think that having her learn these things and kind of like working through that and showing her hardships with that more would have been good. But also showing the relationship with the mother actually developing more. Besides yeah. just 
hey, I know it is because it's moving forward and we see them together and she's like... Who had her play with the dead daughter's doll or something and the mom... Well, the the thing I have... the, The thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is... Like it doesn't set up why she why she hears the way she does. It almost feels like that was the technology that they had back then, and this is how we're gonna make her sound different. But it it just like okay, so she's hearing like a staticky jumbled mess. I mean, like, like I can understand if she's like as Jacob said, if the words were like wah 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 wah. But it, yeah. I, it it's so weird. You know the other thing that bothers me. You know the other thing that grinds my gears. So I don't know if any of you guys have seen the uh, the third man. The Orson Welles oh. movie. Anybody? Yeah, I say I have. But there, there's a score. The main theme for that score is like this upbeat. Da 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 da. And in this episode, there's like a piano theme that plays out that is really fucking annoying. And like it, it makes it sound like more like upbeat, level, like level, you know, cats. Um. So yeah, it makes it, it makes it like um. <laughs> more upbeat then it's just I, I hate i hate scores like that where they're like there's this very dramatic episode and then you have this fucking score that's like hey how you doing have a beer good luck to you blah 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 i don't know i put dramatic music in my notes somewhere uh i think like when she first like talks about the letters or something uh, I put dramatic music in my notes somewhere. I don't remember why. And I think that when there was music, it was it tended to be a little bit more of that dramatic nature. But I don't know. Like I know I'm kind of in the same. Like I I think I'm between Nick and and you two. Just as far as like I'm not gonna say I outright hated the episode, but I definitely had issues to some extent. Like it wasn't something where I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. I don't. I don't understand the reason for the episode and not to say that it has to have some great moral compass, but, and I know it's love wins, et cetera, but I just, I, I just, it didn't, it's too, too um all over the place to, to get. It feels like clearly. a, it feels like a leave it to beaver episode or something of that nature more than twilight zone. I think that the idea it puts out there, that's probably honestly what I'm more leaning to and more liking not that I didn't. I, I I mean I enjoyed the episode. It was fine. Um, I didn't think it was bad nor great. I just thought it was, it was fine. But I think that I see a lot of potential in this idea and where they could have gone with it, what they could have done with it, and all these different things they could have done, but they didn't do that. And uh, like focusing up, I think that they should have tightened up their focus on and, and picked picked what they wanted to focus on and focused on that and then done some really interesting, they could have done some really experimental, like interesting things that could have made this episode really stand out, but they chose not to do that. And uh, I think that that's, I'm not going to say I'm frustrated by it, but I think that maybe that's kind of what pushes me forward a little bit with it is I'm like, Hey, the man, this, it was fine. So that keeps me going, but it could have been really, really interesting and I think that, that could have been is what really keeps me from saying, oh, it's awful. Well, not awful, well, but bad. Yeah, well, she was, the, according to her letters, when they were getting the letters, she was doing the best. When the couple shows up, <laughs> we learn that it's been three months and this is the first time they could get away. And the family, had, the Wheelers have started adoption proceedings 
I'm a little girl. And so, but she was the most promising of all of them. So what does that say about her parents? Were they, was she just special? Like they think they're like, maybe she was born telepathic and we are right. And they use it as their motivation to push forward that we were right. Some humans are telepathic or maybe uh, they just aren't as strict with the teaching as Elsa's parents were. I mean, I mean, I mean what it is is like, I gather from these people and just, just from the fact that they pointed out that these parents weren't very loving and caring. They were very clinical that maybe the other parents aren't like that. They view their children as, you know, their children, but they still try and do this experiment. But maybe they don't have that same devotion as these Ilsa's parents did because they view her as just purely an experiment. An experiment we're going to take care of and, you know, we're never going to be cruel to, as they like said, but still just an experiment. So I think what they were saying, I I don't know. And see, that's another thing was, is, is that I, I don't know the how... trying to say. That's by saying, hey, you can be clinical and do these great things like telepathy, or you can be loving and have like a meaningful, caring life. So it's like one of the thing. rules, one of the rules of the group was pick an isolated area. And then the first thing they say when they show up is, why did they pick such an isolated area? Like that was, I think the they mean from Europe. Rule. Hey, right. they they kind of do they do the wife does say well they are american we don't we couldn't make well, them move to europe here's... but uh rule number three of their group is live in the middle of fucking nowhere and then when they do it they're blamed for it so maybe they were like you said Jacob, maybe they were taking this quote-unquote more serious than the other people in the group well, yeah. to get into the the ending of this episode, like, I mean, what do you guys think about like this couple that her her technically her legal guardians coming into America to this German place or whatever, and you know the 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 actual like the the couple that have been taking care of her, like, I mean, how do you guys feel about all that kind of coming to a conclusion to her finally saying, my name is Ilsa, my name is Ilsa crying, and she like loses her telepathic ability, which I don't know. I don't know what you guys, what do you guys think about that? I hope that they, that they either get refunded for their trip or they at least get to stay a little while, you know, try the Wiener schnitzel and, and maybe, you know, do their own reality show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it is Pennsylvania, so it is German, German country, so. I mean, you, as long as you don't go to intersex, you're okay. No, intercourse, intercourse, not intersex stuff. So. Is that New Jersey? No, I think it's inner intercourse Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure. I think Pennsylvania. Anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What <laughs> that's I they I they say we don't have any legal uh right to the little girl. And we do learn that the wheelers have started adoption proceedings and have been fostering her for three months. So like I said, at the end, it's almost like a who does it, who's the dog's real owner? Both of you call her. One speaks in English and one speaks telepathically, and she chooses the English speakers. And they did come back and say that they did actually have right that I thought the parents they signed did. over, and they but they didn't say anything about it. That the parents oh. did in fact sign over, saying if anything happened to us, you guys have oh, do custody they? of her. 
Yeah, they, they said that, they but they were the like, wheelers that they don't have any rights. Yeah, to. yeah. Well, they said that because they had come to the conclusion that this was better for her well-being. Oh, okay. I missed that other part where they say they actually did, and they're lying about how they yeah. had. I, I missed that part. Shame on you, Raymond. You should learn all of it. <laughs> You're the guest host. You gotta know everything. Well, and I think that uh, whole that whole part of it was kind of to show, you know, they they saw like Jacob talked about, you know, they saw the way that she was able to progress with, um, you know, a, a loving couple of adoptive parents as compared to going back in and kind of recessing back into that just in your own mind kind of a deal from that perspective, at least. Because I think the only way that you could be just showing that she is like the best at it, unless she was born like some type of like special, special, but assuming all of her abilities came from the experiment um i guess the only way that you can really truly do that is if it is very clinical and there is there's no distraction there's no uh, emotional distraction or attachment to like you know parents and things like that so it's kind of like oh it ain't gonna work like i assume with them they make it sound like all the other kids are just kind of you know they're retarded but you know like it's probably because <laughs> Their parents. Hey, they said it in the episode. They uh, do say it in the episode. They clear. They say duh. she's not deaf, dumb, or retarded. Timmy trying to talk about the boat. <laughs> I don't remember. Fifteen where to I was one going. is what they call them high school. Fifteen oh, to one. <laughs> I think that uh, they maybe this was a little bit of a realization for them, or at least the woman who was speaking. That hey, you know, yes, we are capable of this. Maybe we were at one point. We can be telepathic. But I'm starting to think that maybe to, to reach the greatness that she was, that means you're leaving a piece of your humanity behind. And in order, like, what's more important, having this power and losing part of your humanity and just being kind of a shell of a human being or being a more full-featured human being but not having this power? It's kind of like you can't have both. you got to pick one. And I think that, or they think that her having a, a loving, caring, emotionally strong childhood is probably more important and she's what 12 yeah okay so that was weird to me that the kid was struggling like the the one boy was struggling at 12 to read like that's such a first second grade thing he was actually like 45 years old oh wow well there you go looked young for his age i don't know triv in my make my mark had to read out loud and there were kids in like seventh grade having some serious fucking trouble yeah oh, i i generally get that it just like for this episode the way that it was set up i it just made yeah never mind maybe it yeah just... i yeah i agree that like even she's like man if that's reading that sucks you know <laughs> easy it is to just be telepathic and just show someone what a boat sailing looks like with your brain it's so much easier why are why is this dumb kid stuttering? I wish they had done. I, I do wish they had. Once again, this goes back to the whole the the potential. I wish they had done something creative with her learning the the speaking part and the understanding of the of all the noise. And Nick, you had mentioned earlier, like the um technology of the time and all it was was like this yeah. white noise coming through. I think that that was twofold. I think it was supposed to illustrate like when it was doing that it was showing like close up her and she was like. Is like all these voices coming in at her. I think that that was just supposed to illustrate that she was not used to hearing that much external stimuli. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Of course, she hears noises. 
but probably not like a bunch of voices. This is the voices are new to her already. And now there's like 20 of them coming at her at once. And it's just like a jumbled mess of noise. And it's just like, what the fuck? And uh, then, of course, in the end, we see that reverse to now the voices in her head are doing that to her, making her feel that way. Um, but I don't think that they did a really good job of differentiating that aspect of it, of just having all this noise come at you where you just can't even think it's new to her. And also the fact that she just doesn't understand any of it. It's just uh, like this is just noise. It's not words. And I wish they had had uh, like shown more of a progression of her learning what that stuff meant of her, of her learning the scene when she literally says those aren't words but we're hearing yeah. words so that would have been a perfect time exactly to have we, something do something they could have been just like really creative okay there's this is just an example of how to be creative when learning something and it is a book because it hasn't been accurately put to film yet even though there's like 42 movies based on it the, the book Tarzan of the Apes, one of the best books ever written. You think you know the story, you don't. Read the book. It's amazing. But anyway, when Tarzan's re learning to read, he teaches teaches himself to read, which comes, and that's an interesting thing as well, because later in the book, you find he can read English, or actually French. He can read it, but he can't understand it. So later on, people are speaking to him in this language. He knows how to read, but he can't speak it. That gets interesting. That's something kind of interesting they could have done here, but whatever. Um, when he's learning it, he's looking at these books and he's just looking down at the, and he's never seen words. He's never seen books. He just sees these pictures because his parents are actually coming to teach people in Africa. You know, the mom was. So she has a bunch of learning books. He sees like these books and he describes the words as bugs, these little bugs. They're all over the words. And if you ever look at words, like just like kind of looking at it when you don't focus on it, it does almost look like they're moving around. So like he describes it as just these little bugs. And over time, as the book goes on, he starts like putting two and two together and saying, oh, wait, this word is always with this picture and these words and that. And he slowly learns how to read and it does a really good job. I think that this episode could have done not with reading, obviously, but with like speaking something interesting like that where she sees or hears or understands all this as one thing and over time it starts to morph into actual language or hearing or some some type of learning thing like that could have made it even more interesting you're you're kind of going in with the with the mom and the love thing and then you've got like the teacher on the other side that just like you know goes the the same kind of route as in theory her parents like her real parents did of mm -hmm. you know yeah. like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing yeah and not giving thought to how like learn like you know because now there's like different kids learn different ways this is mm -hmm. the way that you poke focus on it that was yeah. something i didn't mention i did like about the episode even though i'll even admit it's not the greatest episode ever i liked how it did subvert expectations in some ways for me is it did present at least two times if not more characters that you view as once again at least from this girl's perspective as the bad guy or the villain or her threat the mom and then the teacher and i mean to an extent even these people that come from overseas but then they're presented that way at first and then as the episode goes on you find out okay no they're not really it does kind of like throw in that whole thing of our understanding and misunderstanding of things and it's through misunderstanding that we think or she thinks these people are villains for lack of a better word she thinks the mom is because the mom's doing everything she can to not let her go back to her people but what it really is, is the mom truly does care 
and she wants this child in her life and then she actually starts to care about the child and the child starts to care about her. The teacher a little out there, but the teacher does have her best interest at heart. And she's like, oh, man, you've been manipulated by a cult crazy medium thing, too. I want to help you. And while she is strict and harsh, it's because she wants to help that much and that bad. It's she also doesn't realize her. she's doing the little girl what was done to her. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of she's like, she's like, oh, no, you got to do things this way. And like, why? Because I was. Forced I've been to there. do things one way. Oh, good point. <laughs> like, yeah. Like oh, and then was... the people from overseas come and they're, you know, talking to her and it's freaking her out. And oh, now we feel like, okay, the mom and the little girl, she's creating this little family. Now these people are here and they're going to take her away. So for us, we're like, okay, now they're the bad guys for us because they're going to take her away. But then it turns it around and they're like, no. This is best for her. We're going to leave her there. So I think the episode did a really good job, if nothing else, repeatedly showing us characters that we think are one thing, and then they turn out to be something else, but actually giving us a pretty good reason why all of them aren't the shitbags that it essentially or that it initially presents them as. So See, I'm not sure that we don't we get that resolution with the teacher, and not that it in the grand scheme it doesn't matter one way or the other, but yeah. that it it still feels like well, every harsh. time we. Yeah, and it's and it's not necessarily in a in a in a good way, but I I understand that that's. But I think she thinks it is. Well, no, I get that, and it's and I don't think that she ever crosses a line that's like so because like when she was sitting there and she told her that one point she's like you're going to say your name and she had that ruler just like here's what we're gonna do I was like ooh she goes like every time you don't say your name I'm gonna slap you on this fucking hey, ruler no or she she crosses the line when she does a snapping thing I'm like well like, no I thought ooh. she was gonna hit her like and say say your the name ruler. Ow, yeah, I thought it was going to be some shit like that. I thought she was going to be my name, And I was like, okay, name. now it's going to cross the line. She never crosses that line to where she's just like evil and she's harsh. She's rough, but she kind of gives you a reason as to why she would think that that was necessary. Oh, no, I, I 100% get that situation. I, I just, there's not that moment of, you know, like, oh, I'm doing this because I want you to be able to overcome this. It's all just that very, you know, like, and the, oh, yeah. I don't Hers think it's I don't think it's Miss Gulch levels, but it is still mm -hmm. that just, you know, like when the kids are standing there, like, you know, yelling at her in her brain, in her mind, like that's that would be torturous, too. And that's without. The we don't know that. We I don't know. Not. I mean, they but don't the way know. that it's present. And I know that it's a kid perspective and kid perspective is very different to what I, I don't know. I guess I. I could see this, that part, like that whole part with the teacher in a horror movie, I guess is where yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. And it, it kind of comes off as like the teacher promoting bullying. I'm not even sure bullying, just that, it's 1963. you know, like change or die. Promoted, it just happened. True, that's very true. <laughs> and I mean, that was a lot of teachers. Like I remember my, my parents both talking about like, you know, they had uh, nuns as teachers and like, you know, the amount of wrist or, you know, or, um, what ruler whacking that went down you know and i it's a small point it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme but i will agree with you and everything but the teacher as far as like seeing one thing and then moving to another we don't get enough information on the teacher one way or the other to see her you know as you know sure oh no no misguided, i'm not you know road to hell is still paved with good intentions i guess is where i yeah. land well, yeah that's a good point but i hers 
wasn't as clear cut as the other ones for sure. But I guess just, you know, and maybe I'm thinking more into it is like at first I'm seeing this teacher. She even walks up and she just has that kind of I thought she was like a care uh, uh, social worker when she first got there or something like that. And then say it's the teacher and she just has this air about her. I'm like, oh, you a bitch. <laughs> She's going to be mean. Yeah. But then you she find has, out. Sorry. She she has a previous conversation with Ilsa's parents. So she's already against them. She's like, yeah, I, I went to say, hey, is your little girl coming to my class? And they're like, fuck no, stupid <laughs> teacher. And so she's already like, that's why she probably she's didn't say so... that. They probably they, went. Yeah. They, yeah. They her did. parents died in a fire like five hours ago. Her her hair still smells of smoke. <laughs> of yeah, elderberries. Let's learn the, math. The parents, the, parents <laughs> the, the teacher says in uh, initial conversation, first time we see her, that she originally went to Elsa's parents and they were dicks to her and said, we're not putting our kid in your school. So yeah. that's why she so believes in this crazy man. medium plot that why would you oh, my, why would you want to put that was out me. there, man? <laughs> why would you want to put kids in the school when all you hear is wah 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 I was not expecting that. That medium thing. <laughs> but uh, it is so out there. I know who was said more shocked, Jacob, you or Ilsa when she heard that. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> fuck because like they were setting it up like, like she knew. i know what yeah like she was like a failed experiment yeah. from a generation before that's like, what yeah, i you're thought a and then she's like they trained you as a medium like they wait what now <laughs> and then it just next scene i'm like oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess we have her motivation down <laughs> yeah well but... do you guys want to know where this falls with imdb like the imdb kind of ratings and paste magazine and paste Yes, sure. of course. Do, Where would we be? Um, so Pace had it at 85, and uh, IMDb weirdly had it at 136. I Ooh. agree with IMDb. Like, it's I'm... one of those few times where Pace is like better. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Here's it's another way. reason why I wanted to talk about this one to kind of see where I fell because I saw a huge discrepancy between the two. And oh, yeah. Haste likes this one, and IMDb's the one that's like five. Like what? <laughs> and the thing is, like the IMDb score is like six point five, so it's not yeah. like in the grand scheme, it's not a terrible score. It's it's very average when you think about in the you know shows overall. But yeah, I, I but in episodes overall, it's terrible. Everything in Twilight Zone is like a seven. Yeah, like you said, it's least. what like one thirty something out of one one thirty six. Yeah, it's 20 off the bottom. 56? Jeez. Yeah. I think I looked and Paste ranks it as the fourth best uh, season four episode and IMDb ranks it as the fourth worst. Well, I mean, oh, it's, the fifth, it's the fifth best episode at this moment, so. <laughs> the 17th, yeah, but... fifth greatest episode of the fourth, fifth of the second season of the third, whatever. Which, that's what she said. Exactly. Probably. Yeah, Pacer um, in their top four, IMDb, it's in their bottom four. There you go. All right. Before we could probably continue talking about this for three hours. I think we're gonna have a sure. lot to talk about in the ranking section of this. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's go ahead and uh head out or not head out. Uh I keep thinking we're almost <laughs> done, but we're fuck not. the ranking. Uh, with that said, she she's happy. She goes off to be random person number four on said TV show of random TV series and 
She goes because... on to be touched by an angel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She does get touched by an angel. She's a newspaper editor who's lost her way. And she's a very horny woman. And uh, is a of course, nightmare as a child because she's touched by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, Jacob, let's do the closing narration. It has been noted in a book of proven wisdom that perfect love casteth out fear. While it's unlikely that this observation was meant to include that specific fear which follows the loss extrasensory perception, the principle remains, as always, beautifully intact. Case in point, that of Ilsa Nilsson, former resident of the Twilight Zone. Jacob's like, you fucking son of a bitch, Rod, and your word plays. And well, we're oh, right. It was about love. The casteth out. The <laughs> casteth. I don't know why I did not read that word as casteth. I was looking at his castish, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Many things. Casteth. Whatever. It's late. It was about love. <laughs> it's all about love. Everything's about love, unless you're love that. What love. is love, baby? Like don't hurt the me. End of Brazil. Don't hurt me. The love <laughs> conquers all ending. Yeah. So I would ask what we think of this episode, but I think we've kind of talked about that. <laughs> I think we've got into like very inter intimate, intricate detail about what we thought about the episode. So uh, yeah. let's do it. Let's talk about our last segment, <laughs> which uh, I got to bring up first. Uh, Thirty-three. Nick puts uh, it at the bottom. Hold on, hold on. Let me introduce you, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Um, so, anyways, with that said, let's go ahead and do our last segment, which is the Twilight Zone ranking list, the greatest ranking list ever known by mutes. Uh, so, this episode, I would 33. put it at 107. Wow. No, I would put this like, I would put this in the bottom, like in the 90s, though. I really didn't like this episode. It's not that bad. It is that bad. I put this below long with Walter James. I will say this is going to be a hard one to rank, though, because it is so un-Twilight Zone-like. So it's like, what do I compare it to? A piano in the house? As far, it is not an episode that I will want, that I will watch again, but there's plenty of those that I still like. I don't think it's a great episode. I think it is very middle of the road for me. It's like in that section of Twilight Zone that's like, yeah, it was fine. It was cool. I'm not going to watch it again. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Probably the back end of the yeah, so mid-range. right below Mighty Casey, right above Dust. But I, and I know that there's episodes I would that I think are probably worse than this one, but I would watch again. I wouldn't put this one above. Like it's not going above Escape Clause for me, so it's not going to be anywhere above sixty nine. That's what she said. I know it'd probably be. Uh, I, guess, I mean, that I, area I right there. Is, I'm, 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 I'm not even I'm, joking. I think this is worse than Mister Denton on Doomsday. I mean, I like Mr. Denton on Doomsday, just kind of a... I, I think this episode is completely... Uh, 88. 88. 88, yeah. thank you. It, doesn't, it definitely doesn't go 88 miles an hour. No. Which is one below a piano Mr. Denton on Doomsday? The house! That's where the, the cowboy got the, the water elixir or whatever. This is like the third episode of the series. Like death, like the guy. Oh, in the, where he's having the yeah. shootout and the, yeah, the snake oil. I mean, I'll go... I I'll go no, I'll I like this one more than that one. Really? Shot an arrow into there. Is that the one where they're in Reno? Yeah, they end up in Reno. Yeah. Yeah. I shot him at a Reno. I like that one more than this one. Die. I'm at 86, 87, that area. I liked it more than Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Piano in the house. The house? 
I like to see. They're definitely see, different episodes. As I always say, I've had nothing to do with creating this list. Uh, well, okay, than, okay. I will give this putting list. four o'clock at the bottom. I have nothing to do with creating this list. So I always got to look um, at it every time and be like, how is that better than that? Guys, it's, it's I, I will Jacob give it this. <laughs> I will give it this. This is better than the passerby. Yes. Passerby is 83. Is yes. it? Yeah. yeah. 82, you mean? No, no 83. 83. What? 82's last rights of Jeff Vertelbeck. There's two lists. There's like back to back lists. Oh, Jake. oh shit. Uh, scroll Dang. down further. Yes, here we go. Okay. Maybe I, I should probably put like new lists before I put you get, send you guys a list. Yeah, but if you put I forgot, new I forgot lists, that then... I, like I we don't really use this to talk, so I probably put like the old last week's list and then this week's list. Okay, where's Passerby again? Passerby is uh, 83. 83. 83. Okay. Um, I mean, is Last this better? Jeff Myrtle, what about, is this better Dead Man's Shoes? One more Paul Bear. Which? That's, the, That's one the one where the guy summons people to the shelter. Oh, yeah, he, he, he has a pride to the past. Oh, it's better than that one because that one had a fucking awful ending. Like, so bad. The end of that is so fucking stupid. You got to say that about this one. You could say it was boring. You could say it was like, why am I watching this? But it didn't have just, you didn't understood. have a guy crying to a tree. It's fucking, crying to a fucking fountain in New York. It's fucking stupid. The episode, actual episode itself was okay-ish, but man, they just uh, this, the pooch. This thing. ends with the, like, does she join, quote unquote, normal society or go back to her upbringing, so at least there's well, like is this better than like Dead Man's Shoes? Young Man's Fancy was an episode for... Yeah, that's where the, the guy yeah. and his wife go back to the house and like he kind of recesses he turns back into a to kid. a little kid. You hated that oh, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the See, crazy you know what's sad? You want to hear something sad? Raymond remembers everything that we don't. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's the one you hated. I'm like, did I? Did I hate that one? I don't remember. <laughs> Jacob hated. I think Jacob hated the ending. Like, why is he turning into a little kid? That's so stupid. Or why the, the end of it there? was dumb. Well, no, I didn't think the end itself was dumb. How it played out, like the idea behind it was fine. I didn't like how they did it with the mother sitting there and all that. And yeah, I think it could have been stuff. done very differently. But but the fudge um, looks fantastic. Um, yeah, dude. The uh, Here, here's where I would put it, honestly, in all honesty. I put this uh, below Midnight Sun because I like the ending of Midnight Sun, uh, but I like this better than Dead Man's Shoes. But I can't go past like 22. 22, I I, I like the 22 is an episode I really like. That's one I said, like, I kind of don't like that's like guilty. That's the one where uh, room for one more, honey. She has that nightmare, and that room twenty-two is the morgue, and that Dan oh, about yeah. to get on the airplane. That was actually, I think, the first one that Dan came on. Yeah, where she she keeps having the the dream, the same yeah. dream, yeah. and she tries yeah. to change it. No, she keeps having a dream that uh, woman's going uh, gets her to go. To it's room the one 22. that uh, Final Destination was inspired yeah. by. Yeah, where the plane yeah, explodes. Plane yeah, she, the the plane. That's what I mean by the one yeah, with the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's <laughs> Even though it's the very end. <laughs> the one with the plane, or the the guy, or the piano with the house. And, yes. Yeah, I always remember twenty two. Like I said, first time I was on this show because it was uh, during all the marathons that nurse has such a unique look that they would show use it as one of the montage figures yeah. for all the commercials. I can so put we it call this red. like. 
Midnight Sun. I'm cool with it. I thought Midnight Sun's ending was very contrived, but it was. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I was just like, well, oh, you just didn't like the shirtless guy, the guy with jacket, no shirt on. I mean, why would I not? That that absolutely <laughs> that boosted yeah, the. How is the rival that high? I don't know because they decided it was good and I didn't. Which one was the arrival? Oh, is, the is guy it, that goes crazy. Do we need to do tales? It's the tales? plane, uh, the Dorsey plane Scott. appears, oh, and the guy yeah, sticks I, his hand through the rudder thing. I, I enjoyed that one. I thought it wasn't terrible. You would, Trev. You would enjoy it. It's just your face. And the really mirror Dan was on that. Cunt, cunt nugget. The mirror cunt Dan nugget. was on cunt that. Nugget. Too. That's the Castro one. We're going to get shirts made that say cunt nugget. <laughs> A cut nugget in the house. And <laughs> cut nugget in the house. You guys are Eat thinking mid seventies somewhere. Uh, I was thinking like seventy nine. You know, right below sixty nine in the house. Midnight Sun did have a great ending. I thought it was all right. Yeah, uh, I didn't hate it, but I was like, I that's... saw that coming. Yeah, it was. I don't, it was fine. Uh, it like twi- it's Twilight Zony. It is Twilight Zony. I mean, would you put this above Midnight Sun then? I, don't. I, I would still probably hold Midnight Sun above this, but it would be right in there. I'm fine with that. 79. So yeah. House? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with, with 79. I like Midnight Sun. I like 22. I like a couple of them episodes in that area. The Lonely's a couple up from there. So, yeah, yeah. it was great. Right Back around there. of the middle, like I said. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob has de- Jacob has deemed it. So I gotta, so I, must... I still gotta say, man. Even though this one wasn't like everybody's favorite for sure, I don't, I don't think anybody here is saying it. I mean, Nick, you keep saying it, but you even submitted and said it wasn't awful. I'm still waiting for the god awful episodes that are just like Jesus Christ. This is gonna we end. wait till you get to Jess Bell. Yeah, we're two episodes that away one from Trent's favorite episode. Oh God! But if it's just one episode out of all of them, I don't feel like that means the whole. Season. You know what? I, I never <laughs> said that season four was bad. That was all this guy next to me. I never said anything. You're lying. Raymond said that. Nah, nah, Raymond, woman. can you please inform the movie emporium, bikini <laughs> emporium man, that uh, he's the one that kept talking about how bad season four was supposed to be? I mean, he did kind of say, "You just wait, Jacob." Like. A couple hundred times. Hey, man, you're off the show. Get off oh. the show. <laughs> you uh, until after Jezebel when Jacob quits. And then can I be back on the show? Sure. Now I want to see Jezebel. You have a two-episode band. Isn't it a horse or something like that? No. <laughs> we keep thinking Jezebel's a horse episode in Trim. I can think it, I can think it was every time. It's not the freaking horse episode. The horse episode is episode is season five. No, I can't <laughs> think. I can't think hour. it was. I actually thought Jezebel was that episode, the one with the woman and the witch and stuff like that, uh, where she like keeps seeing the the woman on the hill chasing after her. I thought that was this episode, but no, that's like that's uh the fifth episode, steer like steer horses or whatever, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this when I was on for the grave that we, me, Nick, and Jacob all thought Jezebel was the. Woman on a horse episode, but apparently it's not. Nope, I can I can attest to that fact because I hate that episode with a what well, I hate the Jess Bell episode with a freaking passion. And you guys are well, probably I mean, gonna put it at like number forty five or something like that. We still have the Barb to talk yeah. about as well. So you know, it's oh, the man. only episode in all of uh, Twilight Zone that does not have a closing narration. Jess Bell. 
Yeah. Um, Rod Serling gave up on it. He's like, fuck this shit and left. It ends on a folk song. The folk song is am called Jezebel. It, it gives the folk song. Am I going to have to sing this? Yes. 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 Fair was Ellie Glover. Dark was Jezebel. Both they love the same man. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. They loved him well. (laughs) We actually may have a guest on that for that episode, right, Triv? Jezebel? Uh, What? We'll talk about it. Uh, So that was pretty quick for a ranking list for where we didn't think it was going to end up. Uh, So, yeah. With that said, new number 79, Ute. Number one. Probably going to stay that way for the rest of the season. Series, Eye of the Beholder. Number 107, The Trouble with Templeton. Next episode. Oh, number 88. No. The house in the house. Oh, my God. You got terrible, terrible individuals. Um, but the next episode. Yeah, sure. But the next episode is the episode. I could do that that episode before. I smoked for so many years. I just feel really good about that. And I stopped. I could have kept going. Oh, my God. So the next episode, uh, before the penultimate episode before Trish's favorite episode is based off the Flying Dutchman story, but it is season four, episode six, Death Ship, directed by Don Bedford, written by Richard Matheson, starring Jack Klug- Jack Klugman and Ross Martin. Klug, 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 Klug. Klugman, the Klugs, Mr. The Klugs. I thought it had a good uh, uh, trailer. I mean, not trailer, but like next I think week it's on. Rated like the best episode of season four. No, actually, that I mean, was. That was actually, was I think it was one of the episodes we talked about already. I think, or maybe it was miniature. Yes, Bill. It was it might be miniature. Miniature is pretty good. But she, you know what? Rated. This is season actually has a lot of well-known people, like Pat Hingle and Robert Duvall and James Whitmore and Lee Phillips and Jack Weston and John. But no, Williams. no Charles Brosnan. No Lee. Sure, why do you gotta give my hopes up? No Lee <laughs> fucking Marvin. He's yeah. only in season three and five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's the last episode. Of Printer's Devil is the last episode Burgess Meredith was in. I think. Yeah, that was yeah just, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're like a he... third through the season on this next one, right? Wow. Right. Yeah. 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 It's only eighteen episodes. Next... It's gonna yeah, be a yeah. third of the way through the season, and we've still not come across absolute shit. Actually, the season's been pretty damn good. I mean, up till this one, debatably, but you know, today's episode. But beyond today's episode. I think it's been pretty pretty solid. Yeah. And this next one looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. We'll see. I think yeah, next one's pretty good. And then we it's get crazy. Jizbells. So. <laughs> Jizbells. <laughs> all right. So with that said, let's go ahead and head out. Raymond, you give all your insights to the world. I'm sorry. We we talk about Jizbell and, you know, mm. old man Procter and Gamble and uh I don't know, anal cavity searches and whatever else we talk about. You know how it is. So with that said, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Check out my channel. I'm going to, for unknown reasons, review the 90s television series Renegade starring Lorenzo Lamas. Hell yeah. Should be out by the time this video comes up. Yeah, I was was saying, there was, did you already review that? I thought you already reviewed Uh, it. I uh, I watched the rest of it today. I did Touch by an Angel a while back. I reviewed Takedown, which is a 1979 amateur wrestling movie with Lorenzo Lamas. So I'm like, <laughs> I just watched Renegade. 
So that should be out soon. I was gonna nice. say for, for half for half of us, like half the podcast right now, you guys, uh, you guys watch some weird stuff, Ace. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Triv, you watch yeah. weird stuff. You Do have I? Content. I'm so waiting for your other video. Like, you watch weird stuff. Uh, uh, the best part about the best part about waking up is editing these videos with folders in my cup and uh, hearing you guys talk about what you guys have coming out like that before the episode airs. It never does. So what do you have? Coming it's just me. <laughs> no, no, it's me. It's was... it's me too. I actually I'm have the only this... one. That, I'm the only one that's ever on time. You sons of bitches. You know what? Somewhere. None of none of my stuff. All of my stuff is evergreen. I could drop it now. I could drop it a year from now. It wouldn't matter. Um, no, I. Uh, so I had. Uh, all right, for God's sake. Uh, here on YouTube, um, you can find me at Trivial Theater. Uh, I dropped uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter about a week and a half ago. Um, by the time this comes yeah. out, I will have exactly. I will have uh, the Hottie and the Naughty, which is a collab. It was a pain in the ass, so stop over and say hi um, and check that out. So, hey, Jacob, is yeah. it coming this week? No, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was trying to, I was gonna place a bet where Jacob's thing that he said might be a problem popped up but I, I don't know you said you might have it out this week you might not what what is no. that you have what channel is that retro, retro jakesy retro jake xy mm-hmm. retro jakesy i thought jakesy. you said richard jake xy for a second like oh what the hell's going on <laughs> he loves kyle yeah. xy that tv retro show that nobody remembers <laughs> that too no retro jake xy is my youtube channel that i currently am focusing on i have video game history mostly history videos on it go check it out i have a new one coming real soon by the time this airs i think it will be almost ready but i've started like actually hardcore editing on it and i just forgot how long these things take to edit jesus there's a lot of cuts yeah i i gotta start mine (laughs) when we're done with this i gotta start pulling clips <sighs> yeah I'm, I'm 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 actually when we get off of here i'm gonna do a little bit of, I'm, I'm editing every day my family has been sick for the past few days except for me which has left me to take care of everyone and have you started is... to become like gollum down in the basement it's like, <laughs> my friend is... like that is taking up a lot of my time sick. this week <laughs> but yeah i've been late at night and early in the morning editing away um i've I, as i've been editing i'm i am excited about this one because I've I've been, it's been coming together here at the end, and um, especially the the opening. I had a really I think is a neat idea. Um, I'm looking forward to shooting that. Um, I think it'll be funny. But yeah, that I, if I had to honestly guess, I'd say probably from this recording here, probably two weeks. So yeah. next episode, you'll tell us that <laughs> it'll be out by the time the next. I'm episode. hoping that by the time yeah. next episode rolls around, I'll have a trailer for a, a, a tease for it that I could put out for people. Once that tease goes out, it's probably a week away. You've been teasing us to start with for you know a video tease, like an actual tease, something. Oh, I, I he likes to he likes to tease our cockles. I know. I love teasing the cockles. Yeah. yeah, I I'm, I'm I don't hoping... have the energy to do teasers for my videos because nobody watches. Well, them. let's not. Yeah. This is the <laughs> opening the to boat. the video. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the vision I have in my head of the opening is really cool. Once I shoot it and I put it all together and do all the magic I'm going to have to do to it, we'll see how it looks. If I like the way it looks, I'm going to put that out as a teaser. Sweet. <laughs> if I don't, I'll keep it to myself. There you go. I'm like, this looks like shit. <laughs> if Jacob likes it, he'll let you know. If he doesn't, go fuck yourself. 
As of right uh, now, the, the opening <laughs> seems really cool in my head. <laughs> Just don't take care with it too much. Are there lasers, Jacob? If there's not lasers, there I don't actually mind. exactly what it is. <laughs> okay, I'll watch it. As long as yeah. there's lasers, I'm on board. Sort of, yeah. But all yeah. right. So with that said, be patient. They'll come eventually. In your in your ear holes, come you know eventually in your ear holes. All so. over the ear holes. Exactly. Wow. But with... I don't know if I want. I don't know if I. Uh, anyway, moving on. Have to yeah. So, anyways, so, so with that said, I'm at Movie Emporium right now. I'm literally focusing on Masters of the Air, trying to finish that up. You know, four more weeks of that, and then of course this podcast. So I'm sure I'll figure out to do something. You know, me and Jacob may do Doom Part Two, the the sequel review that we will talk about. Hopefully, if I if I ever get a chance to see it, you know that type of thing. So. But honestly, without further ado, that'll do it. That'll be our take on mute for this week. And thanks again to Raymond. But for myself, Raymond, Jacob, Triv, and whoever else is on this podcast right now. I, there's so many in people. In the house. In the house. We'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone. Peace out, motherfucker. Bye. Let's hope I didn't say this to the cloud again. <laughs>